0: Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And the New York Giants are 2-7 after yesterday's embarrassing loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. But the big storyline coming out of the game, of course, is Daniel Jones feared to have suffered a torn ACL in the matchup. It looks like his season is over. And now that begs the question, is the Daniel Jones era over Right, he just signed this four-year, $160 million contract after last season. The Giants made him their franchise quarterback, but now, 2-7, he wasn't playing his best football. He was coming off a neck injury for the past three weeks, and now, with a possible torn ACL, his season looks like it could be done, and he might not even be ready for week one next season. What is the future of the Giants quarterback position? That's the big question that everybody's wondering, and of course, we want to go ahead and give our take on this and discuss what we think the Giants should do at the quarterback position, whether or not we think Daniel Jones is still the answer moving forward, and all of the other storylines regarding the Giants and their draft position and quarterback position moving forward. But before we dive into all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode, and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review, and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants without further ado, Alex, I know you have a lot to say on this topic. So do I. How are you doing today, my friend? And how are you feeling after Daniel Jones exited yesterday's game with a potential significant knee injury?
0: I mean, guys, we suck. <laughs> yesterday's game was so bad. And every week, I'm just like, please end this game. Just freaking end it. Just like, Can I go back to my life already Um, so I can put this behind me? I, I mean, this Giants team... And, and, you know, it rivals the Joe Judge days. It rivals the Pat Shermer days in terms of how embarrassing this team is. Now, the defense got the absolute shit kicked out of them yesterday. Excuse my language for the younger viewers listening. But the just the truth. That's the truth. And, you know, I have to say this team is so far from competing at this point in time. But I will say this. We have a few cornerstone pieces that I am very excited about. And I think that right now this team does have – the talent in some areas to turn this thing around, but it's going to take a perfect offseason to get it done. Um, when it comes to Daniel Jones, I have a lot to say about Daniel Jones. I imagine you guys also have a lot to say. Now it's not as black and white as Daniel Jones just sucks. And like that always was the case. The giants have completely ruined this guy at the same time. You know, Daniel Jones has had his fair share of mistakes has made his fair share of bad plays. And he's definitely not been a good quarterback at all times. But the Giants never gave him a good offensive line. His weapons were always spotty. The coaching was always turning over every single year. He has been set up for failure since day one, and that is objectively true. There's also another truth. He is not the future quarterback of this team. And I think we can all agree that, yes, Daniel Jones has not been put in a place to succeed over the last four years, but he also hasn't done anything with the the right opportunities when he's had them. So this latest ACL tear – could ultimately be the end of the the Daniel Jones era unfortunately for him. Um <clears throat> excuse me, but the truth is is that if you're the Giants, you have the 4th overall pick right now. Tyrod Taylor is now our worst enemy because he can actually win football games for this team. This team and that's the truth. Like you want the honest truth. The Giants losing out the rest of the season is what's going to help us in the future. I'm not for tanking. I'm for competing. But in reality, the Giants having the best draft pick in this next draft is the best case scenario for this team and organization's long-term hopes and dreams that they can get back into the realm of being a competitive football team. That's the honest truth. If you want to debate that, go look at the wall and debate it because that's the truth. And now if you're the the Giants and you're thinking about drafting a quarterback, this is why you should – Daniel Jones is going to be coming off an ACL tear. He's probably not going to be ready for week one. He's going to miss the entire preseason. He's going to miss the entire training camp. He is not going to be ready to step in and help this team win immediately. And, guys, let's talk about next season. Brian Dable, Joe Shane, third year in this. They need to win games. If they lose games, their jobs are on the line. Trusting Daniel Jones coming off an ACL tear to go in, walk in, missing the whole freaking summer and play at a high level is so unlikely it's insane. So with that being said, drafting a quarterback is the best method of getting this team back on track, objectively speaking. Let's talk about Daniel Jones' contract for everybody that has no idea what they're talking about, spewing bullshit on social media and thinking they have any idea what this contract looks like or what it means for the Giants – Listen up. This is for you. This contract by Daniel Jones, to Daniel Jones by the Giants, 4 years, $160 million deal was meant to be if it, if we suck, we can move on after the second season. If he plays well, we have our franchise quarterback. They built that, you know, that kind of out in the second year. But let's do the math, okay? Daniel Jones next year has a 47.1 million dollar cap hit. Next year is going to be expensive. That cap hit is already baked into the Giants' salary space. They already have $50 million available, guys. Even with that $47 million, they still have $50 million available to spend. So it's not like they're cash-strapped. And at the same time, you can build some contracts into future years because you're going to have a rookie quarterback taking over. So let's do the math. In 2025, if the Giants take the out in Daniel Jones' contract after 2024, which they probably will, they're going to have $22.2 million in dead money. $22.2 million in dead money. A rookie quarterback, first overall pick going into the second season, is making about $8 million per season. So, let's do the math there. 22 plus 8 is $30 million. So you have $30 million in actual salary being allocated to the quarterback position in 2025. If you were to keep Daniel Jones in 2025, he has a $41.6 million cap hit. So, let's do the math there too. You have a $30 million, the dead money, plus a rookie quarterback in his second year is $30 million. Alternatively, you keep Daniel Jones at $41.6 million. You end up saving 11 million by drafting a quarterback and cutting Daniel Jones after the second season yes the dead money is annoying it's unfortunate but we also paid Kenny Galladay 14 million dollars in dead money which was a significant amount and the cap is always rising so this is not that big of a deal would you trade let's say I mean theoretically speaking like you're looking at some of the quarterbacks that are getting a significant amount of money if Daniel Jones is making 41.6 million in 2025 you're gonna sit here and tell me that Caleb Williams is not worth 30 million dollars not even close so that's that's kind of the argument here now you have Caleb Williams, who in 2026 will be going into his third season as a rookie quarterback. I'm just throwing Caleb Williams in. There could be Drake May. It could be J.J. McCarthy. It could be Bo Nix. It could be any of the guys that you want. I'm just using them as examples because, you know, that's the quarterback position. Going into the third season of a rookie deal with the fifth-year option still in tow – you now have all of that Daniel Jones dead money off the books and you have a quarterback on a rookie contract going into their third year with unlimited cap space and Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence are locked in on long-term deals. You now have an insane amount of cap salary space. Lots of good draft capital, and you have all of your draft picks from the last two years, which some of them are looking pretty good. JMS is a long-term player. I love Jalen Hyatt. Wandale Robinson is solid. You know, Jason Pinnock is, is not a draft pick, but he's a good player. Um, you have Kayvon Thibodeau. Like, you have these guys on uh, rookie deals for the next four seasons, three seasons, some of them. Um, and then you can extend them if need be. This team is is actually set up perfectly to draft a rookie quarterback. Continue their development, continue plugging other positions. And they just got a second round pick, round pick for uh, Leonard Williams. If the Giants wanted to move, let's say they have the third overall pick, three to two, they really only have to give up that second round pick to get to that next spot. So, like, you know, this is where you ask yourself if you're the, maybe a little bit more, but like, the, you, know, you know what I'm trying to say? It's not going to be, it's not going to take another first round pick to, to move one spot up. Like, that's not, I don't think that's realistic. Um, but I will say, I think right now the Giants are actually set up pretty well to draft a quarterback. I think that this contract for Daniel Jones was meant to be, if it busts, we actually have a decent spot to be in to land on our feet instead of having guaranteed money for the next four years with no out in the contract. So like, that's kind of how the math works. We end up saving money in 2025 by cutting Daniel Jones and drafting a quarterback this year. Um, instead of – alternative, the alternative would have been keeping him. Now, a lot of people will say, we should have, we should have never draft or never signed Daniel Jones to this contract in the first place. Um, yes, like maybe in hindsight, you're right. But if it would have went the other way, you wouldn't have been saying anything. So like that's kind of the the world we live in. It's like you just don't know. We're not we don't know the future. He could have been fine. The Giants could have been good this year. We would have been like this contract was worth it. But it obviously didn't go that way. So you know, Anthony, when you're looking at the situation at hand financially, how do you feel as though uh, I guess the best path forward for the Giants personally? I think, you know, you draft a quarterback, it's not even a conversation at this point. Like betting on Daniel Jones to come back after an ACL tear and carry this team and save Joe Shane and Brian Dable's job instead of giving them their quarterback, a guy they drafted, and now they lock in to develop him for the future. I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. It's a no-brainer. And for what it's worth, Joe Shane has already scouted Caleb Williams twice, Drake May, and J.J. McCarthy. So you tell me. that The evidence is there.
1: Yeah, I think the evidence is there. I'll answer your question about the financials first, and then I'll go into my reasons why I think that the Giants should be considering a rookie quarterback in the offseason. First of all, the financials, I think that everything, all the points that you just made stand true. I think you presented that information um, in a really good way, because when you look at it from that financial standpoint – it doesn't really matter how much you're paying your franchise quarterback if they're not playing, right? Daniel Jones has had one healthy season in the entirety of his career, and it was the last season. And that was a season that, yes, Brian Dable stepped in, Joe Shane stepped in, the Giants had everything going for them, and Daniel Jones did a great job, and he led the New York Giants to their first playoff win in over a decade. And you have to give props to Daniel Jones for that. You have to commend him for that, and you have to say he earned his contract because of that. However, he's missed three games with an injury so far this season, and now he's probably missing the rest of the season with the torn ACL and if you look back on his career this would be the second season ending injury that he suffered and he's missed time with injuries in every single season of his career other than 2022 so you could put the injury prone label on Daniel Jones do you really want to keep an injury prone quarterback as the future of your franchise that's something that you can easily debate and say no I don't I want to get younger healthier at the quarterback position and that's when you look at some of these other options because when you're talking about putting the first overall pick or the third overall pick on your payroll yes you're talking about probably around the 10 million dollar cap hit but that's not really that big of a deal because when you're looking at Daniel Jones's contract I think the dead cap hit of 22 million that you mentioned Alex is only 8% of the salary cap it's only 8% That's not a whole lot. The Giants can get by eating 8% of their salary cap in a dead cap space. So I don't think that the financials matter all that much. I think what really matters is if the New York Giants feel like they need to turn things around and go in a new direction, they need to do that. They have to go ahead and draft a quarterback in order to do that. And again, I'm going to dive into three reasons why I think the Giants should be in the market for a rookie quarterback this offseason. Number one, Brian Dable can't afford to keep losing. The Giants have overturned head coaches every two years since 2015. Tom Coughlin resigned in 2015. They hired Ben McAdoo, they fired him in 2017. They hired Pat Shermer, they fired him in 2019. They hired Joe Judge, they fired him in 2021. Here's Brian Dable entering his second season. Now he's two and seven. Are they going to fire him too? No, I don't think that they will, and I don't think that they should. I think that Brian Dable needs to remain the head coach of the Giants into his third season. However, that's going to be a crucial third season, one where Brian Dable cannot afford to keep losing. At 2-7 and seven right now, the Giants are probably going to have a top-10 pick, and history would tell you that they are going to fire their head coach because they have a top-10 pick, because that's what they've done the past few times that they've had that top-10 pick. So, Brian Dable... Based on history, his seat looks warm right now. I don't think that it is, but it will definitely be warm going into 2023 if he doesn't respond to this bad season with winning football and the Giants were not playing winning football with Daniel Jones on the field in the first place they were losing football games and they were losing them by wide margins week one they lost by 40 points week three they lost to the San Francisco 49ers it wasn't close week four the Seahawks they blew them out as well the Giants weren't winning football games with Daniel Jones in the lineup week five as well I know that's when he got injured but he played the majority of that game the Giants were playing losing football with Daniel Jones in the lineup Brian Dable cannot afford to keep playing losing football. So next year, he needs to find a winner. And if he doesn't find a winner and the Giants keep losing next year, he could have one excuse for that. One excuse that actually makes sense. I'm playing with a rookie quarterback. I'm more worried about developing this guy properly than necessarily getting wins on the standings right now. That's the only excuse Brian Dable would have going for him if he were to be losing next season. So for Brian Dable, if you're in his shoes and you're, (laughs) helping Joe Shane construct the roster this offseason, you're going to say... I want a rookie quarterback. I want to restart. I want a guy who can win me football games immediately because if I don't start winning football games, John Mara is going to fire my ass. So that's reason number one why the New York Giants need to consider drafting a rookie quarterback because it is the one of the only ways that Brian Dable can save his job if he has another bad 2024 regular season. Now, the next reason that I think is also important to acknowledge, the Giants need a week one starting quarterback. Daniel Jones tearing his ACL in week nine is a disaster. It is a nightmare for the Giants and it is a nightmare for Daniel Jones at best case he's ready for week one in a limited capacity if you take a look at Wandale Robinson he tore his ACL in week 11 he was ready for week one on the active roster but he wasn't in the lineup until week three so those two weeks right there that would be Daniel Jones getting ready for week one and playing in a limited capacity however missing all of training camp All of OTAs, everything, all of preseason, Daniel Jones would not be ready to play football again until September. That's a long time to be without your starting quarterback when you're trying to build a winning organization. And right now, the Giants are not a winning team. They need their quarterback healthy and ready to go. So they need a starter week one. And Daniel Jones might not be that starter week one. Now, I mentioned Wandale Robinson getting ready for week one. Everybody heals differently. Kyler Murray injured his ACL, I think it was week 12. He did not return. He still has not returned. You know, now we're in week 9. He's missed the entire first half of the regular season, and he's still not back in the lineup. So Daniel Jones, he could be ready for week 1. He could be ready for week 5, for all we know. We don't know how long it's going to take for Daniel Jones to recover. And that level of uncertainty, with Brian Dable entering a crucial season that he needs to win games in... That's going to compel him to find a new quarterback that can win games. So in my opinion, when you're looking at that, that factor alone, that Daniel Jones might not be ready to start in week one, I think that the Giants are going to want to find the player with high upside who can hit the ground running in week one and hopefully start a quarterback as a rookie and make an impact like a CJ Stroud. And when you're looking at where the Giants are sitting in this upcoming draft, right now they hold the fourth overall pick, but the first overall pick belongs currently to the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray will be back next week. The Cardinals are very likely to put up three wins on the on their standings by the end of the season, finish the season with four wins. Do you think that the Giants are finishing the season with more than four wins, Alex? I don't think so. I think there's a reasonable chance that the Giants don't win another game for the rest of the season. Finish the season 2-15. and 15. That would put them undoubtedly in the top three draft selections where they could totally grab a generational quarterback prospect, because in my mind and in the mind of many draft analysts, there are two of those in this upcoming draft class, being Caleb Williams, being Drake May. So if the Giants are within striking distance of two generational quarterbacks, they don't have a week one starting quarterback, then you're saying the biggest need on their roster is a quarterback, since they don't have a week one starter, and the best player available on the draft board is a quarterback. Taking positional value out of the equation, the best player available in this draft if you hold a number one overall pick is Caleb Williams. He is the highest graded prospect probably for every scout and every coach and every GM. And if it's not him, it very well might be Drake May. So if you're drafting best player available, that's your mindset in the NFL draft, the best player available for the New York Giants is going to be a quarterback. And you can't say that they don't have a need at quarterback when they don't have a week one starter guaranteed to be locked into place in the offseason. So that's going to compel them to probably draft a quarterback with a top three selection. And now the final reason, the third reason that I really want to throw out there is that it might just be best for both parties to start over and move on. Daniel Jones had the worst hands dealt to him for the entire five years that he's been the New York Giants starting quarterback. Listen, I've been critical of him in the past. I've been supportive of him his entire time here. I've always wanted to see Daniel Jones succeed, be the franchise quarterback of the New York Giants, be Eli Manning 2.0, be better than Eli Manning. These are the things that I wanted to see from Daniel Jones. They haven't happened. Now, do I fully blame Daniel Jones for that? No, I absolutely do not. He's been dealt shitty hands with Terrible, the worst offensive lines in the NFL for five seasons in a row. Bad coaches. He's got had three head coaches. I think he's had what five offensive coordinators and also a lack of playmakers. The Giants never had a WR1 on this roster while Daniel Jones was here. Their best player, offensively speaking, was a running back, and again, no offensive line help in front of him, just a bad receiving core for all of these seasons. Daniel Jones has never had the team around him necessary to help him succeed. However, the counterpoint. Daniel Jones also hasn't elevated this team, hasn't made everyone else around him better and brought them to all of these postseason victories. He brought them to one, and you got to give him credit, like I said earlier. But I just think that now, when you look at it, these five years of misery that the New York Giants have really gone through with Daniel Jones as their starting quarterback, he's shown promise, he's shown talent. Maybe he can realize that potential elsewhere. So I think it might be in the best interest of Daniel Jones to move on, to go to another team. Now, would he move on this upcoming season? No. Like you said, Alex, the out in the contract is 2025. He's going to be on the roster in the 2024 season, whether that makes him a backup, a bridge quarterback, the starter when he's healthy, whatever it is, he's going to be on the roster. But when he gets released in 2025, if this does go according to how we think it's going to go. I think it's best for him to find a team like the Atlanta Falcons, the Minnesota Vikings, one of these teams that has playmakers, that has offensive line play, that has hopefully new coaches coming in for Atlanta, Just a new start for Daniel Jones, I think, would be really great for his career, and I think it would be great for the New York Giants because, honestly, it's been embarrassing watching them ruin Daniel Jones in many ways. Listen, I know Daniel Jones hasn't been the elite superstar we want him to be, hasn't fixed the New York Giants, but the New York Giants have also done nothing to fix him. They have ruined him in the same way that he has ruined them in many ways. So I just think right now, it might be best for both parties to hit the restart button, Get a fresh start, a change of scenery for Daniel Jones, a new quarterback for the New York Giants. Just redo this. It's been a mess for five years, and I think it's time for both parties to move on and find a new beginning. So Alex, those are my top three main reasons why the Giants should consider drafting a quarterback. You know which boat I'm in now. I am in the boat of drafting a quarterback. I think it's the best idea for this team. I want to see this team succeed in the future. But another factor that I do want to throw out there and get your take on With those top two picks, right, if you're looking at those top quarterbacks, Drake May, Caleb Williams, the New York Giants do have a rare opportunity. If they have the opportunity to draft one of those players to get a quarterback that isn't somebody that you that you have a team and the team elevates him, he would be the player that elevates the team like you build around this player. And I know that you've mentioned to me before that that's something that could really excite you, you know, getting that guy that brings your team to the upper echelon of the NFL, How do you feel about that, the Giants potentially having this opportunity heading into the offseason to find that superstar, MVP-level potential quarterback with one of those top picks in the draft?
0: Look, there are people out there that actually have the balls to say, I don't want Caleb Williams. I, I don't even understand why. He would objectively be the best quarterback we've had in a very long time, Um you know, obviously, barring the great years of Eli Manning towards the end of his career, definitely fell off. Offensive line was garbage. But, you know, Daniel Jones, I mean, it, Caleb Williams is considered by most a generational prospect. Has he had a couple of tough games this year? Absolutely. But he's also a really good freaking player that, you know, his offensive line has been awful. Um, I, I do think – and he's still, what, he still put up like 45 points this past weekend with like three touchdowns. Um, look, you mentioned the name C.J. Stroud earlier. Look at what C.J. Stroud is doing. I'm not comparing those two because they're kind of they're, they're different players. But C.J. Stroud looks like a veteran, right? C.J. Stroud is is operating the offense that doesn't have. He has Tank Dell, right? He's got Nico Collins. Um, he's got Damian Pierce. He's got Dalton Schultz. Uh, he's got Noah Brown. You're looking at like a team that doesn't have like real weapons here. You know what I mean? Like he has some okay weapons but he doesn't have that many great weapons. He is operating because he's reading the field at an extraordinarily high level and playing with a boatload of confidence, and they're playing to his strengths. Um, I do want to see the Giants get a player like a Caleb Williams, uh, and not to say that I don't like Drake May. i be fine with Drake May, too. They're just totally different players, right? Um, I think Caleb, Caleb Williams is that type of player that, like, he can do stuff off script that you just don't see. From a normal quarterback like you see it from guys like patrick mahomes like the the throws the running around the the keeping his eyes downfield the off script stuff he is what he is elite when it comes to those type of things he's got a ridiculous arm he's mobile he's athletic he reads the field and he cares now the whole like sentiment like oh he wants ownership in a team it's never gonna freaking happen no matter who drafts him and someone's gonna draft him with the top two picks Never going to happen. So I'm not even considering that as a real variable in this entire equation. Um, I think he loves this game. I think that whoever gets him is going to be lucky. I think whoever gets him is going to, given they have the proper development and coaching, turn this player into a star. Caleb Williams is a very good option for the Giants if he were there. But I don't know if we have that draft pick. You know, That could be the Panthers, which would be the Bears, which would be their new quarterback because they're not trading a chance to land – Uh, Caleb Williams, if they have that pick, which is very likely they do. So um, let's talk about Drake May for a second. Drake May gives me major Justin Herbert vibes. Um, He has that composure. He's got the arm talent. He's got really solid accuracy. He's an athlete. He can run. Um, The man, he looks, he sees downfield. He can hit those throws, uh, you know, give him some NFL weapons, some guys, you know, that really in, in a little bit of protection in the pocket, which I think the Giants will continuously get better on i think thomas you saw yesterday like yes we were sacked seven times but i don't think the pass pro was bad at all i think tommy devito held onto the ball for four years at times ran around didn't evade the pressure a lot of times i thought he had a couple of decent drives but he's an undrafted free agent of illinois guys like he's gonna struggle like objectively true so i think that the pass protection wasn't altogether that bad i saw a lot of really good pockets drake may has really good feet um and he is he's, he's a composed player and he can do some stuff off script as well so I do think that this is a 1A, 1B. Williams is 1A, and Jake May is 1B. People will throw in guys like Bo Nix and and J.J. McCarthy from Michigan um, who are good players, but I don't think they're at that level personally. Um, I I really think that if you have a chance to get either May or – Caleb Williams, you're taking one of those guys. And you better believe Joe Shane is going to be watching them closely. If the Panthers win a couple games down the stretch here, and I don't know the rest of their schedule, um, they had a chance to win yesterday's game against the Colts. I mean, they they ended up losing by a couple scores, but, um, you know, the Panthers got lucky against the Texans. Um, I, I really do believe that this team, you know, the Giants specifically could, like, weasel their way into that conversation of the number one overall pick. And if they end up there... It's Caleb Williams, guys. Like, it, it, even if you don't want him, it's Caleb Williams. That's, that's, good, that's what's going to happen. Um, he's, by most accounts, a generational prospect. Um, if you don't want a generational prospect, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, but, Anthony, you know what are your thoughts on that? Those two players specifically, Caleb, Drake, two totally different players, in my opinion, uh, but both have a lot of upside nonetheless.
1: Yeah, tons of upside with both of those guys. I will say for the last week, uh, even before this Daniel Jones injury, before this game, I've been studying these prospects, these quarterback prospects, breaking down the film, getting ready because I felt like these conversations were inevitable. We were going to have to be talking about these players on this channel. So I've been breaking down the film and studying these guys, and I've got content coming out on my Twitter um, about these players very soon. But what I will say, Caleb Williams, yes, the generational prospect that you just mentioned that he is, he's truly elite. But I will say there are some... Levels of concern that I think are warranted about is his playing style necessarily translatable? You know, the run around, the off script stuff um, where he's running around and then somebody breaks open and he throws with his cannon and he makes the play. But what I will say is, He doesn't want to do those things. And that's what impresses me about Caleb Williams, my first impression from his film. He wants to win from the pocket, and he tries to win from the pocket, and he does win from the pocket. But when things break down, then he makes things happen, and he has that superstar, that X-factor ability to go out there and make those off-script throws. Plus, he's got a cannon, unlike any that I've ever seen. There's a play, I think it was against Stanford. He threw a ball 65 yards through the air and it hit the right wide receiver in stride for a touchdown. And it honestly looked like something from a video game or from a movie. It didn't look real, but it was real. So Caleb Williams is that rare prospect that everybody says he is. Drake May, also a rare prospect. And yeah, I see the Justin Herbert comparisons. Honestly, for Drake May... I think he's very similar to Josh Allen out of Wyoming, but without some of the athleticism and recklessness that Josh Allen had. Because Josh Allen is that guy, he'll go out there, he'll hurdle people. He's super athletic. He does those kind of things. I think that Drake May is comparable arm strength to Josh Allen, and I think that he has an aggressive high-to-low read mindset, where he looks for the deep ball, then works his way shallow, and that's something that Daniel Jones is a low-to-high read quarterback. He looks for the shallow, then works his way to the deep balls. The Giants, in my opinion, in this offense that Brian Dable is running, they need a quarterback who reads high-to-low, and that's what both Caleb Williams and Drake May are, so I think that they're really good scheme fits for the New York Giants. So how am I feeling about these players? I do think both of them are generational prospects. I think that they both Both have their flaws. Drake May in particular, he has a tendency to make bad plays worse when things break down around him. The pressure starts to get there. Yeah, he can do some of that stuff off script. He can make some of those crazy throws, those wow plays, but oftentimes... Not times, but sometimes when those plays break down and they become bad plays, he'll throw it up there. He'll throw a stupid interception that makes you say, what are you doing? He makes some bad plays worse. So that's my biggest knock on him. I don't want all these fans listening and viewers listening to think that it's all peaches and roses with these guys. They have their flaws. They are quarterback prospects. They're not NFL players. And that's one for Drake May. For Caleb Williams, his footwork is a little choppy. Sometimes he stands flat-footed in the pocket. Sometimes he's got an uh, imbalance of base that he throws off of for no reason, and it causes his arm angle to get messed up and some errant throws occur so there are weaknesses with these guys but the good far far outweighs the bad with both of these quarterback prospects and in my opinion if the New York Giants have the opportunity to draft either one of those players with their draft pick in the upcoming 2024 NFL draft that would be a franchise altering selection and it would be a no-brainer pick for the New York Giants to draft either Caleb Williams or Drake May with a top five selection in the upcoming NFL draft now will they have the opportunity to draft one of those players They might have to trade. Listen, it's very realistic that the Chicago Bears end up with picks 1 and 2. If you're at number 3 and you're the New York Giants, you can trade up to number 2. Like you mentioned, give up that extra second-round pick. It might cost an additional first because they are generational quarterback prospects. But guys, if you're so weary about trading away future first-round picks for a quarterback— then I don't know how else to put this to you, but in 2004, that's what the New York Giants did. They traded up to one overall to get Eli Manning. They did not draft Eli Manning. They traded for Eli Manning. And yeah, they gave up a lot of future draft capital. They made that trade and ultimately it won them a Super Bowl because they couldn't have won that game. Super Bowl 42, Super Bowl 46. They couldn't have won those games without Eli Manning. So you can be okay giving up some of that draft capital if you think you're getting a generational quarterback prospect who's going to win you championships. And in my opinion, with Drake May or Caleb Williams, if the Giants have to sit there and they have to give up additional draft capital, first round picks, whatever it is, I think you go ahead and you do it anyway. The only argument against that would be you have Daniel Jones on the roster. If you feel like you can win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones, you go ahead and do it. But honestly, guys, with Daniel Jones, what we've seen from him for the last five years, again, I think the Giants have broken him in many ways now he's coming off of this ACL tear, it's going to be really difficult for him to find immediate success returning from that injury. I'm not trying to sit here for the next three years waiting for Daniel Jones to get fully back in form and start winning football games for the Giants. I would rather sit here and watch a quarterback develop, a rookie quarterback develop for the next two to three seasons, and then turn into one of the superstars in the NFL, like we've seen with a Justin Herbert, a Tua Tunga-Vailoa, all these other young guys that have taken, yeah, maybe a couple of years to reach that upper echelon, that top 10 quarterback in the NFL status, but they've done it. And they've been top 10 draft pick quarterbacks who have done it, and a lot of them Have A lot of the quarterbacks that you've seen failed have been taken outside of the top 10. But really, I just think where the Giants are sitting, likely top five selection with the way this season is going. Brian Dable needs to save his job. The Giants need to start building for the future. I think quarterback is a selection. Those two guys that you mentioned, Alex, I do love both of them. I think they're great prospects, Caleb Williams and Drake May. Really excited to break them down soon enough here on the channel and really dive into all these other prospects that the Giants will be considering in the first round of the upcoming NFL draft. But that pretty much wraps this one up. Make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one. And let's go Giants.